up, everybody? Welcome to the, uh, is this the sixth episode? This is the sixth episode. Oh my god, uh, I thought there was uh, less than this for some reason. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Espionage VR Podcast. Thanks for everyone for tuning back in. Uh, for those who forgot, I'm Tom Lovejoy. I got Bert. I got Hosey in here. Everyone say hey. What's up? What's up, fam? Uh, it's been about uh, a month-ish. Maybe a little more since we've done an episode. I, I know we keep saying that we'll get on a real schedule. That will probably never happen. Uh, it'll probably <laughs> continue. Know what? I'm going to say this episode is going to be two hours long. This episode's probably going to be two hours long, and then it'll probably yep. be a seven-month wait until we do another episode that will be four hours long. <laughs> so that's probably our vibe. But uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning back in. I know that we've had a lot going on. All of us personally since the last episode dropped, Hosey and I got back on tour, uh, doing a lot of gaming and everything. A we lot put of work our going out. on. Um, we put the new Vatican record out. Uh, I feel like the response for that has been pretty cool. So if you're any of the people that have checked that record out, thanks a lot. Uh, it seems like uh, people seem to like it. I don't know. A lot of people in the Espionage Discord had a lot of nice things to say. So we're pretty happy with that. Uh, we did the Ex Nilio video that... You know, of just the, the kill comp, basically, that Bert uh, managed to throw together for us. He, for anyone that yeah, saw that video, Bert shot all the footage himself or recorded it I didn't know if we were going to talk about that or not. <laughs> eh, screw it. We're here. We're talking about it. You did a great job, dude. That video yeah, is sick. Peop- that, that is the coolest video in the in the release cycle <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of... <laughs> we kind of really had to Hail Mary something last minute. And uh, I don't know. That to me, that was definitely bare minimum the funniest thing I've ever done in like band shit. So there yeah. was, there was like uh, about a month or so of time to get footage and editing and stuff done for that video. I was given a few days to gather all the footage, and then um, we threw it uh, to a third party, and. Uh, that didn't work out, so at the last day before release, Hoseon contacted me and asked me if I could uh, edit a video with all the footage I had. And I was like, well, yeah, I had already thought of something you know, g- going on. I had already had a lot in my head while I was going through all the footage. And he's like, okay, cool, we need it tonight. And um, I, I'd never edited video before or anything like that, but, you know, they... <laughs> They needed something, so you I, went, I, you I was went like, straight to New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just straight up there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's kind of the thing that's funny about like music and like everything and like the professionalism of music is not to slight anybody that was involved with this, but everything tends to be pretty last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can 100%. definitely see how like annoying and frustrating that would be, Bert, for you coming in as someone who's normally never involved with that. <laughs> Um, you know, like, I hey think, man, you know we what? need you to do I, I about. Say... Sorry, go ahead. No, but we basically said, Bert, we need you to do fourteen. It, maybe not fourteen, but we need you to do about eight hours of work in uh, <laughs> seven hours. Is basically what the conversation ended up being. Yeah, and I had to pro- and I promised my mom that make I'd go and make chili with her that night. So oh, I thought oh, you I didn't were going that. to chili. That's, that's actually yeah. very funny. Yeah. No, I I ordered chilies afterwards. But... <laughs> okay. I did go and make chili at the well, vegan restaurant. I think I think that, like, it was handing it off to the third party, and it worked out with them. Still, I would feel 
we like I bet like you'd be like oh man they fucking did that that's not what I would have done and I kind of that's why I'm glad you did it because like even if they did it you'd probably have like some feeling like oh man why did they do that or what you know yeah and even then I mean I feel like it is it was a very um maybe awkward idea for somebody that maybe never fucking grew up watching Lincoln Park AMVs on uh, <laughs> what the fuck did we watch videos on and when AOL was a thing DBZ it wasn't comps. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justin TV. No, that was way... I'm talking way before that shit. Dude. You would I'm just download them. Seven, eight years. I would yeah. just Lime, download them Lime off fan sites from the things yeah, that I yeah, like. That, that's, yeah, that only was LimeWire. LimeWire, Kazal, that shit. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, But yeah, it you read awesome. You read the file. You were like, this file sounds cool. Yeah, no, you read the file, file and then he came out to not were the best. I think that's how most of us probably got exposed to things like Evangelion. Like, that's yeah. how I found it. The first thing time I ever saw Neogenesis Evangelion was not the show, but someone that I went to school with sent me a, th- a thing that said, Rob Zombie Anime Kill Comp. <laughs> and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And it was uh, that just everyone that dies in Evangelion to uh, Dragula. Probably one of the better rob zombie songs but that was definitely All of those sp- like neon um that i i found out about because there was like my brother's friends at school like i always used to look up to these dudes hardcore because they knew all of these like obscure animes and shit back in like 2002 that weren't on toonami or weren't on like tv and all this shit and because all i knew was dragon ball z and gundam wing but they they were like too cool for that how the fuck are you like such a big nerd that you're too cool for all this mainstream shit that's probably us too but um yeah like i would look at all the stuff they'd watch and they were like i don't like dragon ball z anymore i like evangelion and i'm like oh my god that's so fucking cool but um <laughs> those guys also liked dragon ball gt so they're fucking oh my god i found my fucking bo- like dragon ball gt tapes the other day they the ones that i bought from then. like uh there's this video game store here called Dude, us this Play. was like fifth grade <laughs> And uh, the bootleg, it's GT bootlegs that someone literally taped off of Japanese t- television and then uh, subbed themselves. So it even has all the shitty Japanese like commercials and everything. That's pretty passionate. It was pretty I passionate. The like, show was I thought terrible. they had recorded their English voiceovers to the Japanese. No, version. it was not. It was a fan sub, not a fan <laughs> dub. Sick. Fan dubs are the <laughs> ultimate anime culture. That's real passion. Also, because the voices pro- normally sound lower quality than ours sound now, the voices sound like this. So, oh Jesus, yeah. Um, but yeah, we should probably do some gaming talk. So I know that everyone's been uh grinding grinding away at some stuff. Everyone probably so thought this would be shit. a Death Stranding episode, but that's coming. That is definitely coming. We're gonna do a. We're long... giving you all a chance to finish it. Yeah, giving everyone here's here's the real reason it's not a Death Stranding episode, right? Mm-hmm. So. It comes out while Hosian and I are on tour. Bert is at home. Bert has the time to play. Hosian like pulled off a very hard hard flex and bought the... Uh, do you pronounce it as Games? How do you pronounce that company's name? It, it, it looks like it says Games, but it's Games because... Yeah, it's G-A-E-M-S. But a road case that can hold a console that has a TV inside of it. So Hosian bought that right before the tour to be able to play... Uh, and he pro- you probably put like 12 or 13 hours of the game. Like, you probably played around that much while we were out, I think right? I, I think I checked actually uh, when I got home and it was like 17 something. Wow. 
See, that's crazy. Because normally the episode before or the episodes before that we talked about how gaming on tour is actually pretty difficult. I was on uh, I was even on, I was yeah, I and I console never. gaming on tour is normally impossible. <laughs> Kudos to him. I would have never wanted to put myself through that. Oh I definitely like, I, don't know I where definitely, you played. But I, I have a lot less hair now, but it's okay. That's yeah. I was stressed out with like it just like flopping around and I was like, bruh. Yeah, um, but I wasn't able to play it. I wasn't able to start playing it until we got home. And uh, I will say that the only thing I really want to talk about with it today is that Hosey and you were very encouraging on me to be like, you need to put time into the game. And yeah. uh, and I was like, I understand that. So I bought this game not thinking I was really going to like it, um, but I had to spend $150 to play this game because I needed... A new, I needed the game, a new controller that actually worked, and I had to renew my PlayStation Plus membership so I could use the online functions. Is that a thing in this game? You have to do that? You don't, I mean, you need, you need to be connected online for a lot of the stuff because, in the game. Because you I, actually, I thought games like, I thought games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, you actually don't need the Plus membership. See, I don't know. Either way, I'm, I don't okay. know if you're required to have PlayStation Plus or not, just to be frank. Right, but yeah, yeah. You just did it. because I was under the assumption that, that I needed that experience, it. yeah. Um, and Hosey, you know, I actually think it's crazy that you did the first 17 hours of this game without being connected online at all. Oh, well, that last time where I put the most time into it, that one day when we stayed, uh, I remember uh, Chicago, uh, yeah, that yeah. I had Wi-Fi for like eight of those hours. So I did, I, the game opened up so much and I was like, oh my God, dude, I was in this, I was like, that was first eight hours. I was like, so where's everyone at? Yeah, so it's pretty excruciating. <laughs> uh, I... I told you I would give it 10 hours before I, like, to make my decision, and if it didn't catch me yeah. by then, and, uh, it, it almost didn't, but I, I'm yeah. glad I persevered through it, but... Well, I'm glad you did, I'm glad you did past 10 hours, because everyone's first 10 hours of this game is, can be, like, nothing, you know? Yeah, I think that's Dude, probably... these motherfuckers the... that played for, like, 30 minutes and were already sucking it off, like, dude, you, you... Oh, oh yeah, honestly, fuck those people because, because the first thirty minutes of this game are cutscene, and then everything after that, up until you get to chapter three, that's not a spoiler. Up until you get to chapter three, is a uh, fucking like they <laughs> coach. They really needed to put some more work into it. <laughs> My first thirty minutes was the install. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> um, but we, okay, I know so we've all a little a little preface to what I had to go through to play this fucking game. So, um, I streamed my first day of playing on it. So about the first like eight hours or so yeah. I wanted to stream and it was fun, but like, so I, I'm moving my living room around and stuff and I hook my PS4 up to my computer or to my capture card. So, okay. Um, turn it on. And uh, the PS4 is like blinking oh. funny lights and shit. And there's no video. So I'm like looking up what these blinking lights mean and in the uh, manual and on the internet it's like oh this means that there's a hardware failure hardware failure or something like that. So I'm freaking the fuck out and I'm pissed. This happened again in 2004 when my brother bought Halo 2 and his goddamn Xbox stopped working on him. So it's a fucking rehash of all that. So I go to the store I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a used PS4, play this fucking game, beat it in a week, and then return the used PS4 because you got like seven days to return it for all your money back. So I bring that PS4 home. I come back, hook it up, same fucking problem. 
So now I'm really getting into it. I, f I forget actually what worked. Well, I, I think I think I went and hooked it up to the regular TV and shit, and it worked. So I was like, oh, so this is an HDCP fucking um, problem then. Like, it's copyright protection. So I look it up, and you actually have to go into the settings. I don't know if it was all PS4s or just this one I bought off fucking Craigslist from this kid a few years ago, but um, he had the HDCP or the HCDP, whatever the fuck it is, uh, protection turned on. So I just had to turn that off, and I had to return the fucking PS4 and all that shit. But I thought I was about to have to buy a whole new fucking PS4. And, and how would you have ever known that without actually looking it up? That's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I don't, I don't, I mean, if it's an easy fix, but it was just a nightmare of shit I had to go through. Yeah, yeah I remember you were uh, telling But that episode, telling that. that episode is on its way. I can't wait for it because... Um, there, it's a lot to talk about. It is, uh, it's a special game. So, other than yeah, that... Yeah, I'm sure we've all got have... some positives and negatives there, but let's... Oh, 100%. Let's yeah. kind of run down what everybody's been playing. Let's, uh, let's do some shit. So... Fuck. Let's see. Bert, besides Death Stranding... God. Uh, which... I feel like you've been playing like you the most... in, like, eight like, days, which is oh, disgusting. Like, dude, I, I had... That's the time I have. Um, so... I when I came back from Europe, I said streaming Code Vein was gonna be like my whole playthrough was gonna be like uh, first order of business. Well, I was a man of my fucking word. Problem is, there's been so much other shit that caught my attention, and I haven't gotten back into that. And I'm not gonna play it without streaming it because a man of my fucking word. So I got caught up on Blasphemous. I want to say I talked about that last playthrough. Amazing fucking game, Metroidvania. Um, so after that. What did we have? Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out. I bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare strictly because if I'm going to bitch about it on the sh on the podcast, I want to at least know what I'm talking about. Right. And I've 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 fucking every mo every Call of Duty before this for the past like 10 years, I've been like trash, trash, get it out of my face. Fuck this shit. So, but What's different with this one? This one, they're going back to their roots. They're dumbing it down a little bit. They're going back to Modern Warfare. They're doing this. They're doing that. Okay, I don't fucking believe it. I don't see this company that everybody's like, oh, it's Infinity Ward. It's it's not. What you're thinking of is Respawn Entertainment. But, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it out. It's the first Call of Duty I bought since Black Ops 2. Every other one of them, I played the beta or some other shit or just followed them really closely and seen the same shit. Um, and... Honestly, they fucking nailed it. I I hate saying it. There are certain things that are still like, y'all need to tone this shit down. This is way too much or something like that. But to be honest, like, it's as close to a Modern Warfare 1 or 2 that you can possibly fucking get in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly fucking fun. Up until, I mean, I, I think once the community, the first couple days were a fucking blast. But once the community realized how fucking overpowered the pump shotgun was, that's annoying, but that's every fucking game. People are going to exploit some fucking shotgun or some fucking noob tube or something like that. Either way, the, the, the gunplay is such a fun goddamn time. Mm -hmm. It is a very fun game. The shooter in me fucking ate it up. Like, I miss shit like that. And the community was uh, pretty, pretty interactive. Oh, the best best part about that fucking game is... PS4, PC, and Xbox One players can all play together. That's it. That is... God, that, that is fucking... I mean, that, that's, that's massive, dude. 
Yeah, there's dudes I used to roll with on Halo and shit. I haven't played a game with in like eight years or so. That's an over. That's a stretch. Uh, about five or six years that like we were all playing together again, and I, I felt like you know fucking I was six, seven years younger. I don't know. We were all fucking rolling together again. That was it was so sick. They did a phenomenal job on that. Kudos to them. Fuck what yeah. about uh? That's sick. I can uh, I can roll for the next thirty minutes. Well, I, I, I do I have actually a want to backtrack and ask okay. you your your like impressions on uh, Code Van because I feel like that game just kind of like fell off like super fast. Oh, like I said, I haven't been I haven't been back to play it. Oh, okay, okay, because I have I've been so like busy with everything else. I feel like there was a few days um, before Halo Reach came out that. I had to, like, get on there and run through that real quick. And then other shit came up with Danielle and stuff, and life got in the way. I haven't fucking played through it. And, I mean, it's still there. It's definitely still there, but... Oh, man, it, it'll happen one of these days soon. So what, so, what do y'all got? Uh, well, I had one more question for you about Call of Duty. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's do it. So, it sounds like you spend a lot of time on the multiplayer, right? Yes. Is that what you buy Call of Duty for? Um, yes, I, I, before, let's see, so going back to shooters, I always bought shooters for the multiplayer, but unless, obviously, Halo, like, it's kind of like a, a package deal, you get both of them and they're both just as amazing, but, um, so like Medal of Honor Frontline and all that shit, obviously, you know, before online multiplayer was a big thing, it was basically a fucking, uh, single player campaign. So, um, I used to do a thing with, like, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, all that shit. It used to be, uh, standard for me to buy a, a shooter, finish the campaign first, and then play the multiplayer. Like, I just wouldn't fucking touch the multiplayer until I played the campaign all the way through. Because they were generally short. You could finish them in, like, six to eight hours, most of them. You know, they were just, like, this quick game. Um, then called Black Ops was a long fucking game. Like, that was incredibly long. Like, that was over 10 hours, I'm pretty sure. And at that point, I was so obsessed with the Call of Duty multiplayer that, um, like, I just... I, I, I stopped playing. I don't think I ever even finished the, um... Fuck. I don't think I ever finished the campaign. Because uh, it was so fucking long, and I just wanted to play multiplayer and shit. Yeah. So, no, these days... I, uh, obviously, like, buy shooters, and unless, like, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, the one that just came out, I haven't touched any single player at all, but Halo is, Halo will always be a game that I finish the single player first. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, those um, are more story-driven. I've, I've never played a Halo campaign that I haven't finished in the first uh, sit-down. Like, me, my brother, and all of us, we always play it the night it comes out and beat it that night. Like, we don't, we don't stop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it depends on the game, but Call of Duty's like I don't I don't see myself playing another Call of Duty for single player. See, that, so that's the main thing that I was interested in is because, uh, like, I think the last Call of Duty that I actively played the uh, the multiplayer and was either Modern Warfare the original one or maybe two. Um, I buy these games for five to fifteen dollars to have a fun six to seven hours of like mindless shooting through a shitty campaign yeah so 
that would be that's like what I'm really curious about with these is uh is like how's is the campaign still fun? Is it still cool? Um, is the story still either interesting or just completely fucking stupid in like a yeah. fun way? I did hear decent things about the campaign and some of the things they did. They you can unlock shit for multiplayer from the campaign. I miss that. Uh-huh. I think that's a dying art. But also they had like special operations um, modes where kind of like uh, Spartan Ops in Halo, where it's like it's a single player um, thing that has like a sec. It's almost like a second side campaign kind of deal. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I think there was something like that on Modern Warfare. It might have even been some kind of like special missions and stuff like a mercenary mode or something okay hold on cool well that's something i'm i don't know i'll probably check this game out eventually f5 below uh they have like infinity war or whatever it was what was the one after advanced warfare Mm. infinite warfare was that it maybe yeah Uh, well either way you can buy it for five bucks at fucking five below right now and i'll probably go are you talking about call of duty call of duty yeah Okay, so yeah, modern or fuck, Call of Duty went. It, it wasn't. It, it was. It was it Advanced Warfare. It was then Advanced it had Warfare, and then there's the one after that. Infinite bullshit or something. I yeah. always get that mixed up because Ghost Recon had Advanced Warfighter, and um, that, that is a series that I don't I care always, about at all. What's that? That is a series that I could not imagine caring about. That is crazy. That uh, was I mean, one I say that as a guy favorites. that used to live and die by Tom Clancy games when he was younger, but. Uh, I just totally missed the boat on all of those, and it sounds like the ones that are coming out now are just not something that I would be. Oh no, at it's, all it's been in. Tom Clancy has like really shit the bed on so many things. A lot of people. Tom like Clancy's Wildlands. old enough to probably be shitting his actual bed right now. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people liked Wildlands, but like I'm such an OG fucking Ghost Recon head. Like Ghost Recon Two was. One of the sickest fucking online experiences I've ever had in my life. We talked about this in the episode that didn't get put out, but how, like, it was 2003, 2004, and, like, that's when the war was just starting. So here's, like, little 13-year-old Bert. I watch fucking Black Hawk Down and Platoon all day, and I'm playing these games with fucking dudes that just got back from the war and shit, and they're telling me about it. Sickest fucking thing in the world, dude. I love that shit. And, uh... Yeah, I, I've I played every Ghost Recon up to there was Graw, Graw Two, and then after that, around that like two thousand eight, two thousand nine time is when Tom Clancy games just became neon bullshit all over the screen, and you could like mark all your targets and get in there, and everybody's dead before you even go in, and it's all great. Um, it and then like Splinter Cells really started going to shit. But Conviction kind of had that like like silhouette Dude. thing. Yeah, I, 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 it's it was a sad fall from grace, but a lot of people liked Wildlands. I, Siege is doing great things. They did a good thing with Siege. Mm-hmm. Siege is but, killing uh, it right now. Splinter yeah. Cell is one of those games that I think they're finally gonna bring back to its roots when it does come back. Uh, well, I hope so. Because uh, Black Blacklist, Blacklist people... did like a like a half step back. In yeah, my opinion. Really, I didn't but, play Conviction or Blacklist. They uh, just look Conviction. Lame. Convictions is not. Is like what you said, like totally went a, a, a direction that I hated, and then yeah. Blacklist had elements from Conviction. I still didn't like it, but it seemed to be like what those people liked. And then they, and then it was very like it had a lot of like Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory like vibes too. Yeah. So it was it was like it was like you there's gonna be things you like if if you uh, if you liked Conviction and vice versa, but I thought it was actually a 
step up, but it was also like a step backwards in the same the same respects. Yeah, so there's like a lot of things with this newer generation of games that I don't understand. I'm wondering if like these this new generation of kids like I want to know if they like like in Halo 5, all the fucking dapping up and all the fucking callouts and stuff from the characters and all this, like, this dumbass, like, varsity team feel almost where it was, like, Stingrays versus Sharks and then everybody's jumping and high-fiving when you win a match. Like, do y'all fucking like this? Who is who is demanding this shit? Who in playtesting or who in any kind of fucking uh, program is like, yeah, this is fucking cool, that's what people like. Because, like, I get emotes. And I get people wanting to fucking, like, dance in Destiny or some shit or that kind of game. But, like, Call of Duty, like, the only thing. Because what the fuck is the problem with just spawning into a map? What What's so bad about literally just, like, starting a multiplayer map and there's no story? You're not fighting on the fucking infinity. You're not some fucking team this over team that. You're just spawning into a map in a shooter, specifically. And you go and fucking kill people. Like, that. that's fine. That's all I want. And Call of Duty... It did it, but it had to, like, like you get trucked in. At the beginning of the match, like, you're on a truck, and then you, you just hop off. That's not bad. But I feel like there's some people out there that are like, oh, people don't want to be just spawned in anymore. It's all uh, yeah. jumping out of a plane and all that <laughs> shit. It's like the fucking, you know, everything is, you have to come from somewhere. No, I, man. I blame, I blame a lot of the, like, the high-five and breakdancing, like, soap on fucking yeah. those GameStop commercials, those holiday ones where they use the character Shit. models and they're like, hey, uh, they start breakdancing or some stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking I think... hate those commercials, by the way. <laughs> to answer your question, Bert, I think the reality is just like, fucking like kids, like this, this just proves that we're all old because I get to say kids these days, but kids these days like it's it's the Fortnite thing there's the whole yeah that comedic thing and that's what keeps it like casual like if i was to show uh my my girlfriend's uh nephew if i was to show him like some of these shooters that i like uh this is a kid that has on just his switch alone 1100 hours into Fortnite. oh god um he showed me the timer it's pretty miserable, honestly. Eleven hundred <laughs> hours into Fortnite, he's gonna be like, "Like, why is it not cartoony? Why is it not goofy? What, like, where's, like, yeah. where, like, where, like, you mean you don't drop in? You just show up, and then like, where's the crafting? Where's this? Where's that? Down. Like, every 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 game that's aiming for a big massive audience that involves a gun is gonna be pulling from that. Well, crap. I feel yeah. I feel like in uh, you know on the other side of the coin. All this, these people also like, like super expedited experiences, and like they want everything so fast too. So it's also kind of funny how that's that whole thing in the beginning before the game actually starts. Because I feel like yeah. everybody just wants to finish like it's the moment they start, bullshit. you know? Yeah, I mean, when I I'm kind of like that too. When I, like when I start a new game, uh, Death Stranding was kind of the exception, but every other new game I started recently, like the intro sequences, I'm like, get this shit the like fucking I, over. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, like with like purchasing like things to oh, stuff yeah, that yeah, get yeah. you quicker, get you yeah. to the next level fast, and and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you don't have skippable cutscenes, you're a fucking Nazi. Yeah, yeah Kingdom Hearts One on PS2. <laughs> <laughs> there was a game. I don't know if it was Gears Five or Outer Worlds or something, dude, but. 
no skippable cutscenes. I was like, dude, this is shit. Dude, I remember getting Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 HD remix. The first thing I did was press pause, and I was like, so that's what they did with this game. They fucking made it pause button. Yep. Mm-hmm. Though, they made it a movie. Death Stranding did that shit. Mm. I have to press three buttons to skip fucking Norman Reedus taking a shit. It's not even just that. <laughs> no, we... even more than that, because you get the goddamn vial of shit. Yeah, it's you have to skip Fuck. three cutscenes. <laughs> three just individual give me scenes. A button man. I'm, right, I am not about to watch the cutscene where you deliver a pointless pizza. I'm about to skip that shit and be like, oh, yeah, I just right. go to the terminal, press start, yeah. dump. Yeah. Let's reel the yeah. Death Stranding stuff in, because if we get on, we're gonna go for it. <laughs> You guys almost hit like my my pet peeve on on the game, so <laughs> All right, I don't want to ramble. Well, on. what have y'all been um, playing then? Hosian, besides Death Stranding, what's been happening? All right, so I jumped back in a little bit of The Witcher, but on I Switch, also, right? Yeah, on the Switch. Um, and I was I was I'm just doing a lot of side quests because, uh, like, I mentioned this on the podcast before this one. I kind of like didn't take my time that well with the when I played it on the PC because I was living up north and I was also like I had already known I was moving soon and I was using my roommate at the time's PC so I had this whole like I had these like little notifications in my head every time I played Witcher like oh I have to like kind of hurry ish so yeah. now I don't have to do that and I'm like really taking my time so I've just been doing a lot of side quests but. Not to go back to Death Stranding, that game left me like mentally exhausted to do something like The Witcher right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, I was wondering how you would feel about that because I know on this last tour you were kind of bouncing between those two games and then like some fighters essentially. I didn't know that I was, I was slowly like, killing myself doing that. That's the real um, thing. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There was at one point when we were staying in that house in Chicago and you were playing Death Stranding. I saw two moments, and I don't want you to talk about like what was happening in these moments, but I saw you have this moment of just like, like it looked like you were watching a cutscene, and you were just like, man, damn, this is sick. It, it almost looked like that was like your, what was going on in your head, and you looked so happy, and then like maybe like an hour later, I'm like half asleep, and I sit up, and the exa- you have, everything is the exact opposite. <laughs> you have this like, what seems like pure controller snapping inner rage questioning like your life and motivations and existence and like a whole existential crisis thing happening and so yeah that that comes from uh because i played the game on hard and there is something in that game on hard mode that i i I don't want to get into we'll talk about that later yeah well but um besides the witcher i have I'm like, I'm going to get back to it eventually. Um, I need to take like a like a taxing game break. So I've just been kind of like in the Tekken world right now. Yeah, Witcher like, 3 is actually difficult. Yeah, the Witcher 3, like especially like the combat takes some getting used to. But yeah, um, fi- Fighting like the fucking Balverine or whatever the hell that was. Maybe it was just a werewolf. I don't know. But that was like, I, I, I fuck, dude. I think I had to put the game down for a few months because there was one mission where I had to kill this fucking werewolf in the middle of the jungle, and he just kept whooping my ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, th- those are the situations where you're like, fuck, well, I'm going to go... Like, that's yeah. the thing about, like, I, I, I I've been play playing that... Anymore. I've been playing that game, like, slower, and I've realized how it's, like, more rewarding that way. I like, I'm like, okay, this, this werewolf's kicking my ass. I'm actually going to do something in this game that I never do in a game like this, and I'm going to, like, hang back and, like, brew potions or do yeah. something like that, which is sick, but... Um, like I was saying before, I've been in like the fighting like mode, so I've been doing a lot of Tekken uh, Seven. I really the community is 
really sick and I'm kind of diving in. I'm like, I'm researching like fight sticks right now. Like I'm going like diving in completely. Um, and yeah, I've just been now, watching a lot. Were of, you a Tekken like, guy before this at all? Yeah. My favorite game, my favorite fighting game series was Tekken and then street fighter. And then now I'm kind of like equal with them now. Cause, uh, yeah. I play both. So, um, but this Tekken seven is just like, something snapped recently and it's just like everyone's like going crazy about it and i think a lot of it has to do with like them fixing things and doing stuff the fans have been wanting for so long it through like updates and and it's i think it's taken the crown uh right now in the competitive fighting game scene which is surprising because street fighter was holding that thing for a super long time but even a lot of street fighter guys that i follow um on when i watch videos or twitch they're they're even actually like practicing Tekken now, so it's kind of cool. So yeah, that that's I want to say Tekken's pretty much the only thing I've been like invested in. Like, you played Control, right? I I did, but now I'm gonna start playing on the fight stick. No, goddammit. it! I mean the game Control. Oh, yeah, play Control on a fight stick. I did not that play was... Control. No, no, no. Sorry. Who the fuck? I don't think any of us have played Control. At least I haven't. I'll, I'll, though I also My heard fault. if you're not I playing it on God, pro I thought you played like posted something on instagram that said it was in your top five of the fucking ever some shit mm -mm. who was that Holy he might have just I, said that being able to control video games is in his top five things ever. is that was that what it was uh, it probably i don't know it wouldn't shock me if it was something that stupid i don't know <laughs> all right my fault fuck okay um i i did see other people say that too though Bert, about that game Not yeah totally i feel bad. like it has like this great i no lie man i know zero about it only... I started playing it because it's on Game Pass, but okay. like again, it, between Call of Duty and after that, I forget what I played in between that. But uh, between that, Death Stranding, and then boom, Halo Reach just came out. It. You I were playing. You were playing Outer Worlds, I think, right? I, again, that one I put about five hours into, and I just. What have I been playing? Because there was. Uh, obviously, like, Reach has been fucking huge. Uh, past oh, yeah, that's days. on the Master Chief collection now, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, but it just came out as the first uh, Halo that came out officially for PC since Halo 2. Yeah. So um, that that's fucking giant. That's fucking, I didn't know it was like that. That's really cool. They said they'd be monitoring cross-platform options in the future, but not a thing right now. But, like, honestly, we're one week into it. And, um, like, the community, you can tell, is already starting to, like, uh, stop, like, kind of dull down a good bit. Because, like, uh, Dylan and I were getting in games within, like, seconds uh, on the first couple days. And I just got back after taking the weekend off. And, yeah, I mean, it, it takes, like, a minute or two to get into a game, you know, on some of the more niche playlists and shit, like Big Team Battle or something like that. Right. So, um, I think that'll definitely push them when they start seeing their numbers to open it up to the xbox crowd as well i know there's a rumor i saw today about mcc coming to switch um that would be fucking crazy but uh it's that that i don't personally see that happening but that is definitely kind of like a dream scenario for me yeah no i mean it was i know they they said it was like from a more reputable uh, leak, uh, they said MCC is in talks about being on the Switch. Um, I, again, I don't see it happening just because with Microsoft's next console coming out, this is, this, is, this is all they have a lot of the time, you know? So, um, 
uh, I don't see it happening, but it'll be wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, just any any kind of player base on Halo is like fucking uh, a lot. Yeah, of course. Um. Well, so Hosians are just hacking, really? Yeah, I mean, like I've just been yeah enveloped in that, especially. And I started playing a little Yakuza, but that's another situation with The Witcher where I'm uh yeah. where I'm after playing a game like Death Stranding, I'm like I'm gonna like lean back and like focus on something else for now. Um, that game left me uh like really drained. Yeah. Uh, how many Yakuza games have you finished? I have. I am playing. Uh, I'm about to hit Kiwami uh, two, and I am actually going back to zero because there's a fuck ton of shit that I missed. Um, I have a friend that's like a Yakuza like freak, and he was like, "Did you do this? Did you do that?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" Okay, so, and I think that was like uh, before. I started playing Death Stranding. That was a situation I was having where I, I was having this like weird like I can't get into anything right now, so I'm just gonna like keep just like plowing through it. But I look back and playing The Witcher Three like helped me like appreciate taking it slow. So I want to go back and be able to do that with that because there is a lot of amazing like dialogue and story stuff, and the, all the side stuff is really good, like the yeah. mini games and whatnot. Cool. But uh, I think I own every Yakuza game except the first one on ps2 now oh yeah i know you you picked up one of them on this last tour right those headed to game pass are a pretty big deal oh i was going to say that that's really awesome because that is a game series after playing these games they absolutely uh more people like need to see this yeah. game i wonder if like people because like those are kind of games sleeping dogs as well probably that like are such hidden gems that like nobody's gonna actively seek out but if they're put in front of you on a service that you pay for and they're like just free and they're like hey you can just download these and they're all available right here now i mean then that'd be a lot easier for people to jump into yeah and i think that is the case for new games too that's why i think a lot of people played controls because it was like on game pass uh, day, yeah. like day one and um dude there's a lot of there's something else going um like pc and xcloud uh, now there's like another like series like this that's like going on to like oh yeah xcloud i forgot oh, that that's 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 that uh that's like so the, like a series like yakuza you talking about like a like a damn that was always on playstation that's crazy oh, okay. type thing I, I don't remember the list but uh, i'll think well, about I, it later i remember i didn't hear a thing about sleeping dogs until it was uh free for like xbox live gold or whatever the hell it was that game is fucking sick dude and the, the fact they put bloodborne on free uh for ps4 for that month that was fucking crazy um yeah there there's another series i'll think of it later but uh mm -hmm. I, I was let me like, ask y'all this what do y'all think about half-life alex oh is this the vr half-life yes who gives a shit uh, After have you seen the trailer? No, I have not watched the trailer. So, th so After, here's I, I I I judge that shit harder than fuck. So that's three things I've been wrong about in the past uh -huh. past month or two is Call of Duty, Death Stranding, and then Half Life Alex. I shit on like a motherfucker. I made a meme about it uh, about like it being on top of the podium like with Metal Gear Survive and Diablo Mobile. I was so oh, fuck you furious. really you went that in on it. Yeah, yeah, for real, no, dude, because. <laughs> Half-Life 3, haven't had a word about it in fucking eight years or some shit, and they give us Half-Life VR. So I, I was really fucking furious, but a couple days after the announcement, they dropped the trailer for it, 
and it looks like something they're actually putting a lot of care and thought into. So, here here's my question. I saw the trailer as well. This is, this is oh, what I say. Who fucking cares? Um, is this okay? So the last what was the last Half Life episode? Chapter episode two of Half Life Two. Okay, yeah. So ends on a massive cliffhanger, right? Are we as massive as it gets? Yes. So are we continuing that no. story? No. It is a story. It's a prequel in a way. Then, in my opinion, like like I'm still kind of on the like I I never really grew up on Half Life. Like I played it with a friend. Uh, but I'm not invested in Half-Life the same way other people are because I didn't get to experience the stories at a young age. Okay. Um, I feel like if you're not continuing that story thread, then you're still doing more of this Valve tiptoeing around it. Like, To me, it's almost like them making this game is more proof that they're never going to make Half-Life 3. I'd agree. Like, mm-hmm. this is another like spin-off. Yeah. And like there have been a bunch of Half-Life spin-offs, and that's not to say that it's not cool or that it won't be good, or that the people that have and like VR aren't going to think that this is sick, because they probably will, and it'll probably be a lot of fun. But yeah. for me, uh, just like if you're not going to pick up that massive hanging thread that you left there, what feels like 73 years ago, uh, it just it doesn't interest me. And there's like... I, it, yeah. It takes a lot for, for me to want to be interested in VR anyway, but this is another thing where I'm like, I'm sure it'll be cool. I'm sure it'll be fun, and I'm sure it will uh, add to the lore, but it won't complete the story that everyone is begging for them to complete. This is more dangling grapes in front of a starving guy. What makes this different for me is that it touches so close to the cliffhanger. It's almost like a tease for them to actually finally unveil something or whatever. Like, what if at the end of this shit or something, or when people do some crazy shit, they start dropping weird fucking Half-Life 3 confirmed shit out of nowhere. So, like, it takes place... Um, it says Alex Vance as she and her father Eli. So at the end of episode two, Eli, Alex's dad, was killed, and it just goes to a blank screen as she's crying all over her fucking body. Uh, so it follows her and her father Spoiler throughout alert. like uh, their battle with the fucking combine and shit. So that is so fucking close to what everybody want to know about and what is, what is fresh on everybody's all the fans minds and stuff that i just think it's so close like if they wanted to do half-life vr they could have done anything else but putting it her and her dad like that's that that to me is could be a clue that's me being hopeful could be a clue that it's 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 coming um it, I, I uh, before you start, Ozean, I after watching the trailer because I made fun of this game, but after watching the trailer, I am a hundred percent buying a VR headset for this game uh, coming out in March. Will you stream it? Uh, will you stream I mean, it with I the do. VR headset? Because I'm not saying I'll play this game, but I will subscribe yeah, to the stream. I will, I will do that for you if you do yeah, that. I will look like a fucking moron for you. Thank you. Yeah. This is I don't need anything else for Christmas other than that. So thank you for this <laughs> promise that we're making here. Go ahead, Hosey. Okay, so I saw the trailer as well, and I was on the... Before I saw the trailer, I was like, I played a lot of VR. We went through Resident Evil 7 in full VR. Like, I know how cool and immersive it could be, that whole thing. Um, so when I heard it was, like, a VR thing, I did not get, like, turned off because 
Valve, every time they like want to do something new, they want to like do something where they are like trying to do a like something new with technology, um, whether it be like a small scale or something like all the way up to like VR. So right. when like Portal Two came out, Portal like the concept of that game and and Evolve. all that, yeah, like all. <laughs> <laughs> We want to try some new tech. It was was Evolve? No, it was Evolve Valve? I thought that was Deep Silver. It was Turtle Rock. But they were formerly Valve South. Oh, okay, well Valve South sucks. Um, so yeah, no. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is not going to fill the Half Life Three void at all. I I, I yeah. definitely feel that one hundred percent. But. I do think they're taking this shit like super serious because anytime they do something new, it, it I feel like they really try to like do some sort of advancement in whatever tech they're trying to like work on. So I can totally get behind cool. it. Like I said, I'm sure this is gonna be sick. I just think it's still a thing where it's like it doesn't matter enough. Right? Yeah, it's it's still not what you know. I'm not saying you should always just give when people ask, but uh. They should probably give some people what they're fucking asking for because Valve hasn't done that uh, in what feels like a fucking millennia. No, yeah, they, they're they shooting themselves in the fucking foot. Every time they do anything that's not talking about Half-Life 3 is... Oh, God, dude, it's rough. Yeah. Even, well, if, even if Left 4 Dead 3 came out, like, we would all still bitch and enjoy the shit out of Left 4 Dead 3 but still bitch about it. The thing about Valve is, like, they can blink and make a million dollars off of Steam. Like, so them, I feel like Half-Life 3 could have happened already, like, so, so long ago. And, and I mean, for them, they, well, they, they said, like, in the years following its anticipated release window that should have been, um, they said that, like, they had such huge ambitions and anticipations for it that, the so, the software and capabilities of systems wasn't lining up and then budgets weren't lining up and it was too ambitious to ever come to fruition and it sounds like you know, fuck dude duke nukem forever too human all these games that took all this time to fucking come out and then they fall on their face you know like i don't think valve would i would hope valve wouldn't fucking make such a fuck up but you know who knows yeah, I, I mean, I agree that... I know that a big thing for them has been... Uh, if it doesn't, like... It's almost impossible for it to live up to the anticipation. Um, yeah, oh, 100%. And I get it, uh, but still... Kingdom, Heart, Kingdom know, Hearts 3 style. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe it never will and they'll never release it, but uh, if that's the case, just kill the whole franchise. Delete the games off Steam. doesn't matter anymore. Kingdom Hearts 3 at least had a childish enough fan base that would s completely praise the game however it came out. People praised that game? I heard oh, a yeah. lot of people I, I, I gotta, just going off about it. I know a lot every of people who I love say, it. Yeah, every time I say something about it, everybody's like, well, I really liked it. I thought, <laughs> it just made me feel like I was five years old again. Okay. You could put a diaper on and feel the same way. <laughs> Does that mean, Hosian, that you were shitting your pants in a diaper when you were at age five? Well, not a diaper. I had underwear on, but I was shitting my pants. Yeah, everybody gambles and loses um, sometimes. Okay, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 has, like, 
I also do not like the game, but there's people in my Discord where, well, it'll be brought up, like, oh, I don't like it, and then, then I see, like, people post, like, how seriously passionate about they are about the game, and I'm just like, hey, I like that about you, that's sick, but it did not hit me that way, but then I see this new trailer for the Remind thing, and it's like, oh, Final Fantasy characters, and then blah, 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 I'm like, this is the shit that was missing about 3, like, that's why I didn't like it, and now, like, well, this... Yeah, that's what you can do with games these days. But and now it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna explain the things that didn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, that's well, yeah, it should have just fucking, fucking made that. sense in the first place. This so, is like <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, yes, it is explaining something because everyone was mad, not because you were just gonna do it. Yeah, this is the like, same shit that pisses me off about like, uh, in some other games and in movies and books where people are like, well, like you say it doesn't make sense, but if you had just gone and read the lore. In other, if you had read the official, oh, the official, shit. like fucking viral web game content, if you watched the Prometheus you video, you would have the ARG. Fuck you, man! Like, think like you can only judge a piece of content by what's in the content. And I get that this other stuff can make it like this outside stuff can make it fun and cool and blah blah blah. But if I if to be able, for me to be able to enjoy your movie or your piece of work, if I have to also go and ingest an extra 30 hours of reading and lore and bullshit. Yep. It's not going to fucking save it. I will 100% agree with anybody that says the way Halo 4's campaign was executed was fucking terrible. I happen to love Halo 4's campaign because it brought the it culminated an entire like fucking like 10 books a whole prequel saga of the Forerunners and shit that explained all this crazy shit written by Greg Bear. It was insane how well done these novels are and shit. And Halo 4 finally brought all of that to the video games. But if you didn't read those fucking books, dude, that shit sucked. And I will never disagree with somebody whose opinion is, hey, that was a fucking awful campaign. You were right, but I loved it because... I read the fucking books. It's like, but it, it shouldn't be yeah. that way, you know. But it, and it, it's the sad truth of the fact that like sometimes forms of media are gonna cater to the fans that enjoy the all the all of the universe, you know. Right. And like, how do you find that medium? Is it okay if sometimes that medium doesn't exist? Yeah, hey, this isn't for you, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that's totally fair, but uh. It's still just I, I don't know I I just can't deal with that shit and King I know like Kingdom Hearts is like a big one because if you want to understand Kingdom Hearts like it I'm not saying it's as, it's as difficult as going to college but the time investment I would say it's much more difficult than going to college <laughs> okay actually yeah, l l let me rephrase uh, it's just as hard as going to college if not harder because at least when you go to school it's designed to make sense at a certain point I don't think Kingdom Hearts was designed to make sense also there's think... less grades in college this is like 20 Kingdom Hearts games <laughs> you're right that's fucked up fuck Kingdom Hearts uh, love the first <laughs> one love a couple other ones uh, everything else can suck my ass um, everyone about Kingdom Hearts and this like when the like they play the spinoff ones they're like i know i love one of them what was it dream drop i don't remember whatever i liked it though dream drop recoded i'm like i'm like chained to my remember. brain <laughs> yeah um well subject change i guess some of the games that i've been playing i wanted to talk to you guys about and see what your opinions were is uh what else did i buy okay so hosian you 
ukulele comes out or like is getting ready to come oh, out you're you're mad you're mad ready for it when we first met it was a big point of conversation between uh you and i uh ukulele comes out sum up your thoughts about ukulele in a sentence that's no longer than 10 words go uh you're about sum up uh, the first one kaka good sick okay uh this new ukulele game the impossible Era. you bought this game right it's sick I bought this. It was on sale. I can't, I bought it. This okay. I was, hold the on. I didn't hear you. So I didn't. I didn't catch. Gets... Oh yes, I remember. You bought this uh, when we were in uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, the day that I bought Death Stranding, I actually bought it because I was going to. I woke up early to go to GameStop to get this game for ten bucks because it's normally a forty dollar game. So you like you like ukulele too. I like ukulele too. Um, I, and I won't, I won't be upset because it looks completely different. It, um, ukulele one sucks. Ukulele one, I have never played. You I will should. eventually play, but it, it looks, uh, it looks pretty shit. This game though, uh, did you play Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze? Oh yeah, dude. If you like that game, you're gonna fucking love this. this is it is like sick. that? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a side scroller and the. With the vibe of an old rare side scroller. Oh, the cool, whole... cool! They went a different rare direction. Yeah, um, and this one works way better. There's a 3D ish overworld that's more like a top down overworld that has some like 3D platforming elements, and that's cool. But every level uh, you can play two different ways. There's like the the normal run through, and then there's normally some way you can change the environment that changes the level completely. That's sick. The whole reason it's called Impossible Air is because uh, the first level that you can try in the game is this insane gauntlet of bullshit that starts with an impossible boss fight and then uh, this horrible platforming challenge and then a boss fight again. Um, it's like the impossible layer, and it's, it is legit almost impossible to get through when you only have the two hits that you can get from ukulele, but every time you beat a level, you get basically a point towards a shield to where if you beat everything else in the game... When you finally go back to the impossible layer, you can take 48 hits before you die. Wow. I was going to ask if it was hard, like Donkey Kong Country. So Bro, it's, it's like, uh, I have been very mad about this game. I have gotten very, very, very fucking upset and had to set things down a couple uh, of times. Well, so, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, it's good. Fun. I mean, they needed they needed this. Uh, I'm still not going to you know, go out of my way for it. I mean, I might play yours or whatever, but... Yeah, I would be interested for you to try it and see what your opinions are on it on this next tour. Um, but I think that's pretty sick. Uh, Bert, you played Luigi's Mansion 3, right? I did. How, how'd you feel about it? So, I I missed out on enjoying Super Mario Odyssey because I felt like it was too easy. And after returning it, after I beat it in one day, I decided, hey... A game can be easy. It can be this refreshing, pretty experience with playful colors and stuff like that. It's okay. So I get Luigi's Mansion, and a lot of things I hear about it in reviews are the game is so easy to the fact that a puzzle was so simple that we spent, like, so long overthinking it and then just hit ourselves in the face. Okay. I start this game with that mentality that, hey, it's okay if it's easy. It'll be a fun game. Um... 
I love the first couple hours I put into it, like first five, six hours. I'm, I'm having a great time. This is a fun thing. Deek, 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 I'm Luigi and stuff like this. <laughs> um, yeah, that shit's way too fucking easy. Oh, it's like <laughs> easy. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, dude, I like I love Luigi's Mansion and shit, but it just, man. I mean, I I always loved how like the characters and the environment play so well into each other like i don't know if the original was this easy or not but um i love the fucking the atmosphere of luigi's mansion i really do love it i just think i've hit some point in my life where dude just like give me something more give me a more difficult puzzle give me something more than just oh if i see this barred floor or like uh sewer grate over here gooigi can slip into it and that's it that's as fucking far as the puzzle goes that's like yeah. that's like there's not much depth to the puzzle you mean not at all no so i would agree with you i i finished the game um it was okay. the game i was that on this last tour that i was mostly playing when we would travel okay. and um the parts that I think were easy are surprisingly dif- different than the ones that you're talking about because I think some of the pu- the puzzle stuff in the beginning of the game is definitely very like you have this tool and as long as you can just like you see one thing you know I have to use one of my like four available tools on this yeah. thing yeah. and then you do it and you're like okay who cares I'm done as you get further into the game probably after like like probably the last maybe uh, the last third or maybe even the whole last half. The puzzles start. The puzzles start being uh, have a lot more going on. There's okay. a, even if like every step is simple, um, there's way more steps and getting from steps, figuring out what step is next, yeah. takes a lot more effort. Um, so I think the puzzle stuff definitely ramps up and challenge in a good way, especially towards the tail end. the The combat though, so Luigi's Mansion is essentially oh, two thirds puzzle, like or like a third puzzle solving a third exploration a third combat yeah the combat part of this game even though i loved it is some of the easiest shit it's, i've yeah, ever played mm-hmm. even on because the bosses for people that like luigi's mansion the first game you had these things called portrait ghost and they were like the main bosses of each game of, of each section of the mansion they were the only things that had like really any personality to them and in the second game they took those away and they kind of brought them back for this. They took the portrait part out, but every different floor of the mansion has its own boss and with its own theme. Yeah. And these bosses are a mix of like combat and puzzle solving. Which is everyone a very has a Mario diff- characteristic. Yeah. And everyone has a different way of getting to it, of like exposing its weak point and making it so you can actually hit its weak point, right? right. Um, some of them are pretty hard, honestly, especially towards the tail end. Some of these bosses... Uh, the patterns are hard to figure out. The environments make them difficult. But I never died to any of them because the game, every time you get down to like 40% of your health, the game just out, literally out of nowhere sometimes pumps out extra health for you. Yep. Just shoots it out of the fucking sky. For no and reason. There's like, no you don't, way you don't die like three times before it does that or something? No, there's none of that. Like, um, oh. So like in ukulele, they will give you an option if you die enough times to skip the section that you're on that's nice but it, it makes you like try for a while and, th- and this yeah. has been a thing in the newer nintendo games for a while that like it at least yeah. makes you try before it gives you a chance to easy mode your way out of it the ouija's mansion there's no way to turn that off uh, it's 
There's no chicken just, hat. Yeah, it's 100% a chicken hat. Like, they just keep pumping hearts yeah. to you. And so that was really unfulfilling to me because the puzzles uh, the puzzles ramped up in challenge, and that was really cool. But there were so many bosses to where I knew what was going on. I was like, oh, if I can just get it. But it never made me restart. I never died in the game. Yeah, the piano guy. I actually thought I was about to, like, die at one point. But like you said, just health starts coming out from nowhere. And I was like, okay, then this is this is all fine. And there's That's... no danger or anticipation from this. Wow, I did not know that that was a thing in the game. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a bit of a bummer. But I will say, outside of that, like, I love... Like, Luigi's Mansion is probably one of the most nostalgic uh, series for me. Because it was... The GameCube was the first console that I ever owned that was mine and mine alone. I didn't have to share with anybody. And I got it on launch day, and I got that, yeah, that and Rogue Leader together. Mm. Um, Rogue Leader was a launch title? Yeah. Damn, dude. The GameCube had a hard-ass launch. Dude, well, people people well. complained about there being no Mario because you got Luigi's Mansion, but uh, Rogue Leader is a hard game to drop fucking on. fucking Smash Brothers. What the fuck? Um, no, Smash wasn't a launch. But, uh, it was shortly after that then. Cause yeah, I got... it wasn't too long after. But I I love the Luigi's Mansion game, so um, the atmosphere, like, for all the stuff that was, like, too easy about it, like you said, Bert, the fun, colorful part, which is something I love in games, felt awesome. This game looks as good as, like, Pixar movies do sometimes. Luigi has, like, all the characters have so much personality. Luigi looks incredible. There's a, there are a few levels that are super fucking easy, but just with what, with things that happen in the environment um they totally make me forgive that like Bert did you get to uh the one where you have to help a film director finish a movie um no no okay so this is like one of the things that you should go back and try to finish eventually you get to this yeah like I don't like to spoil games for people but you get to the section where one of the main boss ghosts he's this ghost of a film director that never got to finish his big fucking masterpiece whatever it is right and so you go to his floor and every room on his floor is a different film set for a different kind of movie against a green screen and so you have to have luigi use the camera like an actual film camera that's set up somewhere and and then you have guigi go in front of the green screen and then it turns into like a horror movie on the set or it turns into a big action movie or it turns into like this medieval comedy and all this shit and the perspective changes and everything and all this crazy environmental shit starts happening it's so stupid and so fucking funny that i just i loved it and then there's the mid boss of that whole thing is literally luigi versus godzilla rampaging through a miniature like kaiju city that's so sick and so i think this game is definitely like a little too easy but the personality that it has like totally fucking saved it for me and like like hosey and i think because you're like a big luigi guy uh, I think you'll really like it whenever you have time to sit and go through it. I can't wait to. Um, I've been excited for Luigi's Mansion. It's probably out of the like the last like five like really strong Switch games. That's like that's number one for sure. Um, yeah. But um, well, it like the you know how it has like every floor has ten keys or ten basically ten stars. Yeah. Uh, some of them are music notes. Some of them are hearts. All this shit. Um. Like, that's the, if you have a mechanic like that in the game, that's where you have a little bit of play. Because just like Braid, 
how like you can beat braid and be fine you know you can beat a level in braid and do all the minimum but then you have all these different puzzle pieces you need to collect and you had to do some really really hard shit and fucking just well thought out shit to get all of these pieces to the puzzle and like luigi's mansion really missed its mark because every single one of those pieces are extremely easy to get and they could have taken their time and uh just fucking made them a little harder but it was a really fun ass fucking game while while i'm talking um because i don't like to be corrected in most instances gamecube came out november 18th um in japan smash brothers released three days later and then in north america released uh, less than two weeks later. Did it really? Wow. Yes. So that's right. still launch window. That's launch that window. It's not launch day, but it's launch there window. I might yeah. not have just gotten it until a little later. I don't really remember. I remember I got Luigi's Mansion and Rogue Leader pretty much immediately. Uh, or like the day it came out. Um, I probably got Smash a few months later. And then uh -huh. uh, I remember crying the day that uh, Super Mario Sunshine came out because I was supposed to get it. Uh, on launch day, I had it pre-ordered at Toys R Us, and then it didn't. They didn't get their shipment in time. It was going to come a day uh, late. My mom told me that, and I threw a tantrum and cried in my room for probably six hours. Yeah, I did a lot. And I of used the Super then. Mario beach towel that uh, you got as a uh, pre-order <laughs> bonus to dry my tears the whole time. Hey, perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, that oh. towel is now destroyed because I eventually used it as a cum rag for like three years. Wow. Nice. In case you were wondering. Uh, I was wondering. Listening audience. Um, well, on the subject of games that are easy, Luigi's Mansion is a game for me where it's like, oh, this is easy and I don't mind because everything else about the game is totally sick. Here's a fucking game that doesn't count with uh, the new Pokemon. Um, so I finally started it. I'm about seven hours in. Which one did you get? I got Sword. Okay. Uh, because both the animals look... Uh, both the legendary Pokemon look stupid as shit, but... Uh, at least Sword is kind of similar to a Dark Souls boss, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really into either of them. But on this last tour, Ryan from Sanction, he's like a big... Po uh, he's a competitive Pokemon player, right? Uh, he was saying that this is the most fun he's had playing Pokemon since maybe like Platinum. Which to me was like the last generation that I really, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, I was, so I was I going into it too. feeling pretty good about it. And I started playing it one day when I needed a break from Death Stranding because I was getting infuriated something in Death Stranding. And the first like three hours, I, even though I was sitting in like stupid tutorial stuff, I was like, man, this is just what I want out of video games, man. This is just so fucking fun. This and that, this and that. And now I'm about seven hours in, about to hit the second gym. And this game is the most hand-holy bullshit that I've ever played in my life. Like, when's the last time you guys got, like, really played a Pokemon game? X. X? Mm -hmm. Was X the one where it went 3D? First 3DS game, yep. Yeah, then that was the last one I played, and I only played it for a few hours. What so about the you, last Rosie? time I genuinely played a fucking Pokemon game was Blue and Red. Well, see, that's this is what I'm really wondering. So you got a few hours into X and then stopped. Hosian, yes. how far did you get into into X? I probably put like 300 hours into it. Okay, so you dove. Oh, I I was I was like super invested. Like 
That was a big one for me. Yeah. And why did you not pick up anything after that? Uh, I felt like the post game did not offer enough like yeah. it did in Diamond and Pearl. And also felt like, I don't know, the game didn't make you feel like you needed any other Pokemon besides the one that you started out with. Okay. See, that's a great point to me because the last one... I, I, I've tried essentially every generation since I got back into it, which was... Uh, uh, probably it was no, it was on X. Um, I've tried every generation, and I always do what Bert did. I get a few hours in, and I just stop. And it's it's the same thing. I feel like it's not like the post game is obviously where Pokemon thrives for most people, but none of these games have even offered enough for, for me to want to get to the post game. And I think I'm gonna try with this one, but. It's so easy. It's so handholdy. What is that, dude? Um, what is what? Just why is everything so fucking easy now? See, I I don't know. Like, what things that are because crazy Pokemon be... used to be harder than fuck, right? Well, yeah. Well, Pokemon, Pokemon used to be harder than fuck because they were programmed game. poorly. Like, there's things like uh, in the first generation of games in, in Red and Blue and Yellow, there's uh some move. I'm trying to remember what it was. It's supposed to uh. It's a focus energy, I think. It's supposed to increase your chances of a critical hit by 50%, but the the move is programmed incorrectly, so it actually decreases your chance of getting a critical hit by 50%. So there, it was harder, but I think some of the difficulty was accidental, but then the games were also just harder, and they were slower. Um, this game, like, Game Freak has always said that Pokemon is a game for everyone and a game for children, Mm-hmm. And this game, re- you, you really fucking feel it. Like when you pick a Pokemon, your rival automatically picks a starter that's weak to your type, right? Uh, um, the EXP share thing, where like you know you used to have to grind. I heard about every this. individual this Pokemon. Me really bad. Yeah, you used to be able to turn EXP share off because it was an item. Yep. Now it's just on forever. Uh, so on one hand, it gets if you didn't like the grinding, it gets rid of a lot of the grinding. Um, That's part of the game to me. Yeah, but now, but it's not it's not an option. Uh, the game force feeds you Pokeballs. You're never gonna run out of Pokeballs to catch Pokemon with. Oh, I remember um, having to have fucking figure that out too. Yeah, there is. You remember like the Zubat cave in the first God, game? Dude. Yeah, it was okay. pain. So Fuck every that. game has a Zubat cave of some sort. Right, it's this kind of game, a staple, you know? Yeah, and it, and it's infuriating and scary. This game, when you walk into the Zubat cave at the beginning, there's literally a girl standing there that says, me and my sister are doing our own startup Pokemon Center. Let me heal your Pokemon for free. And then as soon as you walk out of the Zubat cave, there's another character saying, you met my sister earlier. I'm the other sister. Let me heal all your Pokemon. And so it like there's no... You never feel like scared that like you might run out like if one of your pokemon faints no problem the game's already handed you 19 revives and 10 potions you're gonna be fine sometimes when you have to battle your rival constantly and it's pretty annoying but there will literally be points where he goes stop right there because if you get any closer we're gonna have to battle which is a hint hint for you to make sure you heal all your stuff that's so weird you're not getting surprised like there's no there's just no surprise okay Tom, and i want to hear your opinion about this app also after you beat it because i heard the post game opens up to people that are like our age see that's what i'm hoping because 
I, it's been so long since I've gotten into the post game of any Pokemon that I want it to be good, but I think what makes it difficult for me is, okay, earlier we mentioned that, even though we said we're not going to talk about it, that Death Stranding, the beginning, uh, can be a very big test of your patience, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, it's a test of your patience in a whole other way. Yeah, the reversed. Because, because you can finish... If you just go straight through and don't take any time to do anything, you can finish this campaign in eight hours. Mm. You know, eight hours, you can do it in a work day. Eight hours is still a lot of time to ask someone to do something. Like, do this for eight hours, and then you get to have fun. That is inf- an infuriating ask. Right. I mean, it, it, it also depends on the game. Like, so, But that's, for Pokemon's sake, like, that is not something that... That's why I kind of, like, I finished X and Y, and that was the last time I was, like, I wanted to feel that way, like what you just said. I was like, yeah. uh, I didn't want to have, like, because Diamond and Pearl was fun and difficult and challenging and rewarding in its own way getting to the end, and then the end was just, like, here's the cherry on top. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's, I'm, I'm hoping that it, like, I'm, some, I'm hoping something catches me because I'm getting... To the point where I'm like, oh, I could see myself putting this down. I got this game for $40 on a Facebook deal. Um, and if I had spent $60 on this game, I think I would be a little upset. But mm. I'll get through. Um, I, I got some friends here who have started it. Hopefully me and them can meet up and do some battles and stuff. And maybe that will like reinvigorate it for me a little bit. I mean, I feel like... You can't go wrong with that anyways. Even if the game sucked completely, that part of the game will be fun. Yeah, the communal part will always be fun, but still, this this thing just got so hyped up for me. And I, and and I, uh, I think it got hyped up for a ton of people, but also, like, you know, there's no national decks in this game. They took out, like, half of the Pokemon from the history of the series, and they said it's because they needed to, they needed to repro- like redesign every model and reanimate the entire game, right? And reanimate every Pokemon. But they reused a ton of 3DS models and just reskin them a little bit. And they're talking about oh we we can't animate all these pokemon. But there it's it's there are still moves that happen in this game. They're animated the exact same as they were in red and blue when all they could do was jiggle a sprite on screen. I have this pokemon called a Mudbray that's essentially like a horse and when it does double kick, the model doesn't move its limbs at all. It just moves up and down in the air twice and that's all it does on like, on is, the switch on the switch this is console pokemon and it is animated the same way as it was if it was a 2d sprite on a game boy that doesn't have a backlight like that oh, shit's man infuriating they have gonna, the yeah, that that is that's weird there's just a lot of stuff in the game that sounds like a good idea and ends up being pointless if you if um, this was a 3ds game what, what, how would you feel? Uh, if it was a 3DS game, uh, I probably would have been like, yep, that's Pokemon for you. Honestly, right. if it was a 3DS game, I wouldn't have bought it. I bought it I because understand. it's the first console, like ma- like mainline Pokemon game of a new generation that you can play on a console. And I bought Let's Go uh, Pikachu, and I didn't finish it, but I kind of enjoyed it enough for me to be like, you know, like maybe I'll, like when a new Pokemon comes out and there's more to it, I'll really like it. And I'll enjoy mm-hmm. playing it on TV and Maybe there will be enough changes and new ideas that will make me like fall in love with it as like a JRPG series again. Some of some of the complaints that I've heard um, is if you're going to put it 
if you're gonna, you know, brand it as the console Pokemon game you've all been waiting for, I think people were expecting like some sort of like Breath of the Wild quality like upgrade. Yeah, probably. And and it didn't and it didn't happen for them, and so they were kind of like, this could have just been a 3DS game, but I feel like this also would have been a very lackluster like release on 3ds and they needed the whole it's a switch one like for it to like kind of like reinvent itself I, I mean i agree i think every the last 3ds games though were sword or not sword shield but sun and moon and they actually there was there was a lot of stuff in there that really went against the old pokemon formula like they got rid of gyms you know um right. the game was way less linear um so that made me think like, oh, they're gonna like take risk on the series, and so many like of the first party Nintendo series, like Breath of the Wild is a good example, and then obviously like Mario Odyssey, Mario Odyssey is where it's like we're really like rejigging these series and trying to like put some new life into it by completely rethinking the formula. And I know you can't do that with everything, but I wish they had done that with this because it's still the same pokemon it, to me it's it's even regressive of the last generation of games it's the same formula that everyone's been playing for years and years and years and uh maybe it'll just be the last one i ever buy i don't know Jeez. Damn. Um, well let me know we'll how see. the post game goes and then maybe yeah when we get might... to the post game uh I'll, I'll grind all the way through it and we'll see how that goes but i think that's really about all i've been playing um oh, why don't we hit some uh, Q and A? You guys vibing that? I got one more thing to ask, because um, I haven't seen anyone talk about it, uh, right. like me, you, or Bert. Uh, Bert mentioned the Call of Duty thing, like they they kind of went to the like back to the original form and back to a place where people, down. yeah, people uh, people liked it. So, in a similar thing, does anyone play the new Star Wars game? Oh, I I have um, not. I've it's watched on a, a lot on it. I watched a little. I haven't bit on played it. Okay, because I'm hearing that it is the first EA game in a long time that actually awesome. But yeah, it's been it's weird. I yeah, hear a lot of I'm I hear things, things like, oh, it's so it. good, and then that's it. Okay, I was just wondering if uh, anyone. I hear, I've, heard it's, I've heard those, it's like, a fun. I've heard it's a good cinematic um, experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm I heard excited. it's a Souls I know, I'm game, and sure I'm always I'm curious when uh, people mean that. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably pick it up on sale or something. But the the streams, I, I I hate that I'm hearing people compare it to Dark Souls. Yeah, me too. Obviously, we all fucking hate that. Like, oh, this is the X of Dark, or this is the Dark Souls of X, Y, and Z. So, um, yeah, I I feel like. Is it being compared to Dark Souls because it's third person with a block button? Is it being compared to Dark Souls because it has bosses with health bars that go across the screen? You know, um, it's hard. Yeah, like I think it, that's really it, it. Is it has uh, third person, some third person combat that is kind of slow. Like if Ocarina of Time came out today, would motherfuckers be saying it was like Dark Souls? You know, because it has a targeting system. Um, but. I I've heard I can't knock it I I if it's ever on Steam sale for fifteen bucks probably I'll pick it up if it goes on Game Pass I'll play it okay. it looks fun I honestly do not know if I'll be able to get past the fact that the kid from Shameless is the main character that <laughs> really makes me feel weird but 
is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think uh, Forest. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I know that uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, uh, that someone got it for me for Christmas. Not to sound like a two year old, but mm. uh, by the by the time we do like our first episodes of the new year, I'll probably be able to give some hands on thoughts. Has on John it. Mackey played it? John Mackey is actually a fake gamer. John Mackey's not a real gamer. That's wild because he ran through Rogue Leader. He did. He he so is a Star been... Wars uh, game. He loves Star Wars games, but he doesn't have a PS4 or Xbox yeah, One or so, anything. So, um, yeah, his he has a Switch and he has a 360. So he's been doing a Jedi Outcast. Actually, I think he beat it three times already. Yeah, he told, yeah he told me Christ, that. So dude. when I say John Mackey's a fake gamer, he's not a fake gamer. He just doesn't have. Um, a newer, powerful system. He's actually so, he's actually galaxy brain because he plays the same game twenty five times. Like the that's story actually true. Yeah, Mackie he just finds the one the things that he loves and then he grinds them into the dirt, which is kind of sick. That's sick and very um, adolescent of him. I feel like all of us did that when we were kids because we couldn't afford to do anything else. Yeah, um, I kind of like it. Though. Like Mackie is also one of those dudes that um, like he and I were into a lot of the same things uh, at certain ages. Uh-huh. And so, like, and most of my friends who are into those things have, like, moved past them, like, especially with music. But Mackie is, like, the most nostalgic person for me out of, like, the people in our band because he was just into a lot of the same shit at the same time That's as dope. I was. And I, I, I envy that. Uh, yeah. That means of, like, not always moving on from things. I like it. Yeah. Cool. I was just curious about that, but um, I I am down to move to Q and A if you guys are down. Let's see. Yeah, it. let's fucking do it. Okay, so yesterday I asked. So on our Discord, the Espionage VR Discord, um, not every day. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's once every two days or whatever. I have a channel, um, where it's called Question of the Day, and I will ask a question of every day or whatever, uh, related to gaming in some way and sometimes i'll have my mods uh ask or people message me asking if they can feature their question on the thread and then i'll do that too so i've gotten some of those because i actually like those uh to and and want to talk about them here and then i have uh a good grip um from instagram as well um i did the story thing so let's see what we got Okay, this is a. I have to think about this. Um, this one is from the Dong side. He says, "Name a canceled game." <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> okay, the no, Dong I side. I think he was. I think he I showed like up in uh, that Reddit AMA the other day, and I think he mentioned his name, and it made me crack up there too. <laughs> All right, That's the Dong. The Dong side. Anyway, he says. Uh, name a canceled game you are really looking forward to and why. I was uh, looking forward to there the was actual be... real sequel of... What's that? No, go ahead. Okay. my Mine would be uh, the actual real sequel of what Prey 2 was going to be. I don't know if you guys remember what that was actually like. No. No, I don't. I didn't really. I didn't have a 360, so I never even played the first break. Okay, I was gonna. I'll, I'll. I'll have to send you guys a link. But it was exactly like a Blade Runner situation. Uh, it was an open world, and you were a bounty hunter who took jobs, and 
It was basically what Cyberpunk is now. It was that, but like eight years ago. Okay. And it looked fucking sick. And there was, there was like a chase moments and like you have to like run through the city and it's first person like the first game and like you're jumping. Watchdogs. Is it like what? Like Watchdogs? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about about that, but yeah, no, it it looked awesome, and then uh, and then it got canceled because I think it was like it like made the company go bankrupt or whatever. But yeah, that's that's probably the one that comes to mind the fastest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've got one. Uh, what was it called? Oh yeah, Starcraft Ghost. Ghost. Do you, do you guys I was remember that? Say that. Hosing, do you remember this? It sounds familiar, but yeah, give me a recap. That okay, looked, so, it looked sick. Yeah, so like I said, StarCraft Ghost was uh, all right. The GameCube, PS2, Xbox generation is uh, the generation that I value the most in gaming because it's the most nostalgic one for me. Uh-huh. Um, and but before that, I was a big StarCraft guy because it was the only other like real game gamer dude that I knew that lived near me when I was a kid was a big PC gamer and I always had Mac. So the only thing that we could ever play together was, uh, Blizzard games and Starcraft being the one that we both really liked. I was on brood Um, war heavy. Brood war is fucking I was a big brood war guy. Um, but ghost was supposed to be this third person, uh, kind of like stealth shooter, um, where you were one of the ghost from the Terrans and it was just in development hell for, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember when I first heard about it. Obviously, like early 2000s, maybe 2000. Yeah. It was a couple of years. Oh, shit. It was probably no, 2002. I've, I've heard of this, they showed off plenty of it. It was in GamePro and all yeah. that crazy shit. It was shit. in GamePro all the time. There's always screenshots. And I think now you can find trailers that they had showed off at like E3s and other press conferences and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I don't. The game, like. I know there were beta versions of the game. You can find fucking plenty of footage from it, but. I I just loved that world so much and the the lore that was there, um. But like the real the RTS games are always just too slow for me. So you're like, I was really excited about the idea of being able to experience that um, as a fast like fun shooter, and the ghosts were always like some of the more interesting kinds of characters to me. There like there's never there's only a couple of like ghost characters in the game. But the ghost was like the most interesting idea to me from the Terran side, um, and it. But this game was in development like bullshit for the entirety of that generation, and I think it was up until I'm trying to remember when it got canceled. It probably got canceled in like 2006 or seven. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, Hosean, I'm surprised that you don't really know anything about this game. I, I'm surprised too because I grew up with starcraft my brother is obsessed so that's kind of weird i was thinking yeah because it was i had it confused with uh uh, blizzard it was that project titan game that blizzard turned into uh overwatch i thought you were talking about that for a second yeah i'm actually looking speaking of that i'm actually looking at the wikipedia page for starcraft ghost right now and the cancellation was confirmed uh pretty much the same day they confirmed that titan was canceled (laughs) okay so yeah, I remember I knew somebody who actually was working on Project Titan and they got laid okay. off and then they had to come work at the bike shop that I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really uh a really brutal downfall. I yeah, it went it went it went really it went really low yeah. for him. Uh well Bert, you got one? Uh yeah. So 
This, um, I'm looking it up now, and this will be interesting. So, I was going to say StarCraft Ghost, because I think that was one of the heaviest of its time, because obviously, like, my Warcraft 2, Brood War, fucking Battle.net was the shit, dude. It was the absolute shit, and, um... Starcraft Ghost was huge. If you were like fucked around on Battle.net, but you were also a console gamer, this mm -hmm. was a big deal, and I think that one hit us the most. But um, I was thinking about a game that I was incredibly looking forward to. Um, it was developed by Webzen Games, and I always thought this shit was canceled. And I might be wrong. I'm looking at it here, but it was Huxley. It was a, an FPS, it was a first-person shooter MMO that was uh, being developed around, I always saw shit for it, around like 2006, 2007 or so. Very little uh, gameplay, very, I don't think any gameplay, very little screenshots and all that shit. But, like, back in the day when 16-player games, like Battlefield having 32, 64 people, that was insane yeah. for yeah. a console gamer to think about. Like, holy fuck, how could, you know, how could something like that be, uh, be fucking, uh, you know, think about something. So Huxley, they were talking about um, over hundreds of players in these battles and shit like this. It, it had, like, you had a character... And it was an MMO, so you got to upgrade them. You got to upgrade their gear, blah, blah, blah. And then go into all these PvP little fucking arenas and shit. Kind of like Planet Side right. and whatnot, you know? Yeah. But it was a the first FPS MMO that I heard about. And it was going to be on PC and Xbox 360. Um, so, I, I just remember this shit phasing out and never really getting release. The Wikipedia page says... Um, on August, on December 30th, 2010, the Korean service for Huxley was discontinued. So I guess it was released um, some places across the world. Second beta test, a closed beta test in late July of 2009 and lasted till August. April 2010, Huxley was integrated with Hand Game, Game Portal, and went into open beta May 3rd. August, official posting. Huxley for the North American region will now be hosted by Webzen. And then it was discontinued. So it never really came to fruition. Whether it was released here, released there, stayed in beta. It almost sounds like one of the first early access game experiences before that term was even coined. Mm -hmm. So, um... Wow. This... It sounded so fucking promising. Because obviously, like, MMOs, like, I remember fantasy star online and then like so many mmos everquest was a big fucking thing final fantasy 11 all these mmos you saw them slowly and slowly start to bleed on the consoles as it became more and more possible um so as a console player you're just like begging for the opportunity to, to dive in this world if you didn't have a pc yeah and uh, this one like it fucking merged you know look you have all of your uh all of your fucking um parts of what being a console player was was cool about yeah there, there was the shooter you know it was an fps and stuff it wasn't you know everquest it wasn't this third person fantasy game it was the fucking shooter and then you have this uh upgrade system where you can advance your weapons and your armor and vehicles and all that shit it sounded fucking sick mm -hmm. and um 
it, it it never whether it was released here or there it never really saw the light of day yeah so well Bert at least we know that now you know this this has gone away and we'll never see it but you can just play Destiny so you're God. fine yeah right yeah no um Destiny <laughs> let's, let's in no way shape or form is that fucking game an MMO Everybody wants to talk about Destiny being an MMO and all this shit. Everybody's like, well, it has MMO. You can upgrade shit. Just because you can fucking upgrade shit, the whole point of MMO is massively multiplayer online. There is nothing fucking massive about the fact that a random boss sequence can happen and four other dickheads can jump into your game. Six other dickheads can jump into your game. And now you got 12 people on the screen. There's more in that in fucking multiplayer. There's nothing massive about that. These are the fucking people that I hate in fucking video games because mother that motherfuckers that called Overwatch a MOBA because uh, you have an ult because you have skills. Lame. Dude. God damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can. As the person here who probably put the dude. most time into something like Destiny, unfortunately, yeah, I mean you're totally right. Like, yeah. uh, it's definitely not an MMO. None of that shit is. And um, Mario Kart Mobile is actually an MMO. Mario Kart Mobile is the <laughs> ultimate MMO. I would jump on Mario on screen. <sighs> <sighs> all right. Um, all right, Hosey, what's the next question? Cool. Um, and this one is from Six Feet from Peace. They say, "What's an underrated game from this decade for you guys?" For me, it would be Titanfall Two. Honestly. That's, Titanfall that's a good Two one is a very good the one. The friends For... that have played Titanfall Two say it is the best. Um, it's the best gunplay, the best levels, the best integration with mechs and shit like that. I've got one friend who has like three hundred hours game time in a specific mech itself. Yeah, um, that's awesome. What y'all got? I never really played the multiplayer of Titanfall Two, but I did. Like I said, I love my shitty single player. Uh, campaigns and the shooters and uh it had a really really fucking fun campaign so honest that one's up there i think people should definitely try that game because you can buy it physically brand new pretty often for five dollars um other under underrated ones uh that sucks because that's that's one that's on my on my list too that titanfall i thought it was sick as fuck it might be a ps plus game right now i'm pretty sure it is for free so Mm -hmm. you should check that out um I think I'm going to go with Spec Ops The Line, though. Wouldn't that be last uh, generation? He said, like, no, last... he said this decade. Was the question this generation or this decade? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Decades. When did that game come out? Like 2011 it or something? It was decade? Oh, fuck. It's a, it was a PS... I know it was a PS3 game. Hold on, let me check. I'm pretty sure it was this decade. I don't think it was like a... 2008 oh, yeah, 2012. We're good. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, once again... Uh, Campaign, single player campaign shooter. This one had a. I envy anyone that can play the story of this game totally blind and uh, like without knowing a single thing about it and commit to doing it. Um, because it, it makes me almost not want to talk about it. But the 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 story for this game is the best story that you've ever had in a uh, <clears throat> in a shooter like this because it lampoons in a very uncomedic way the genre that it's in and what games there is this? are a couple of big choices there are a couple of big not choices but things that you have to do in this game 
that you feel horrible about later on. Uh, that really, really make you fucking feel bad. Um, the only thing, the only downside of this game is because it's kind of lampooning to a degree, uh, the third-person cover-based shooter, some of the mechanics in it and some of the, especially the beginning points, are super simple, cut and dry. Like, you feel like you're playing a... A third tier Gears of War clone but um, the campaign is only like 7 hours long and if anyone's got I, th- I don't remember if it was just a PS no okay if you can play you can play on a PC 360 or you're talking uh, about PC. Vanquish no I'm not talking about Vanquish what is it what is it I forgot Spec I Ops the, the Line oh Spec Ops that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Vanquish would be another well, one it's like all of this sounds like Vanquish <laughs> oh yeah but here's the thing is Vanquish Vanquish lampoons this stuff in a very comedic way right yeah that game is over the top and funny it's a platinum game uh this does this spec ops is done in a very very serious way um and i don't really know the best way to describe it other than like i mean for lack of a better term like you do a bunch of shit Mm -hmm. and uh the game will like in a loading screen just says like you know like just kill just killing all these people living in the sand make you feel good is this the escapism that you want you know Uh Yeah. Like that's kind of like the tone of the game. It's a dark. It's like uh, it's pretty dark the whole way. It, it it's super dark, but honestly, I think the game's really fun. I've played through the campaign uh, a bunch of times. There's a, a shitty f- like shoehorn multiplayer thing in there that I know that the developers were forced to put in by 2K. But uh, anyone that hasn't played that game, if you've got just a whole day to kill, uh, you should definitely try picking it up and grinding through it. It's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's my answer. I think uh, it's, it's what's hard is that I can answer this question, like on like multiple levels for like the PS3, 360 era, like a lot better than I can for like mm-hmm. this decade for some reason off the top of my head. But I'm just gonna go with because uh, Titanfall Two is such a great one. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I honestly think Yakuza Zero. Um, is very heavily underrated game. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people that never played Yakuza, they don't. They're like, "What is this game? Well, what do you do?" And it, it is, it, it is like Shenmue. It's like one of the only other. It's like the predecessor or successor, sorry, to uh to like a Shenmue game. So you mm-hmm. you go into this world, uh, kind of like Shenmue. There's a lot of mini games. There's a lot of like different things you could do, but the story is pretty serious about like a it's like an ex on yakuza zero like you're an ex yakuza member and um you're basically trying to figure out who tried to like frame you or uh and you're also being kind of like fucked around with by the yakuza because you left on terms that were like dishonorable i guess you could say um so yeah there's this whole like crazy like this game, these games are exactly like a novella. It is like a soap opera. Like, the way that it's, like, shot, the way the story is told, it feels, like, extremely dramatic at times. And then there's the other side of the game where it doesn't take itself seriously at all, and it's extremely hilarious. There are side quests, um, and then you can do a karaoke. Like, he'll, your character will sing the songs, and you have to, like, line up the buttons and it gets really fun there's like arcade machines where you can kind of like you go in uh you're in japan you go into 
like the Sega arcade, there's just like arcade cabinets of the real actual games. And you can play those games and just get lost in that whole world and then just come out of it and be like, oh yeah, I'm playing Yakuza. I'm doing this whole thing. So it's like, these games are pretty long, they're really in-depth, but it's the perfect balance of like, like Burt, you know, in Metal Gear Solid, like you're like, this story is so serious, like, whoa. But then like, there's those moments where you're like, God, this is so funny and cheeky. And perverted. And perverted, yeah. yeah. There's, it's, it's <laughs> Yakuza is in the same fashion where you're like, dude, this cutscene I just watched felt like I watched an extremely serious, like, telenovela like thing. And and then you like get out of it and you're like running around that trying to feeling, find yeah. you're trying to run away from you're trying to run away from a a guy who uh who steals your money every time he sees you cuz he's like 8 feet tall and every and if you beat him you just get all your money back but he's he is so hard and strong and you basically I just start running away from him because uh he'll beat you up and take all your money. It it just becomes this whole like fun arcadey thing to it. It's such a good game, and I want more people to play that. I think Tom, you'll like it, and I also think yeah. you'd like it a lot too. But I don't know if you pl- you 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 played Shenmue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I absolutely think you would love Yakuza Ben because it. I would. I like it a lot more. I'll play it when it comes to Game Pass. I'll be uh, hopping on. That'd it. be awesome. Yeah, that that would probably be mine though. Well, I will definitely. I, uh... I have one of them on PS Plus, and I will definitely dive into it. Yeah. Um, runner up definitely goes to Vanquish. As a underrated uh, game, Bert, since you mentioned it, that's a uh, the ultimate platinum so I, game. I guess I'd say, and this game is like it has it. It's highly rated, but I've never heard a single friend of mine talking about it, or even want to talk about the story and how wild it is. And that might be because this kind of thing can get lost in the fact that. I feel like puzzle games have a way of like like people that play them a lot of people aren't interested in the story or a lot of people aren't interested in all the side shit you know whether it's the witness braid or um portal you know they all have some crazy and portal did it in a way that was like made you want to be involved or made you want to you know have this story it kind of gave you the story it force fed it to you because that was what the game was but a lot of puzzle games it's like this person is almost like a storyteller or a poet or anything like that. And they create this world that, hey, you can also play this, but here's here's what's in my head. You know, here's what, what I'm going through and what I'd like to express to you with. And so, um, for me, it's Talos Principle. Mm-hmm. It's, um, when I was playing that game, like, at face value and in the beginning, it's a puzzle game and you're interacting with this computer um, and this AI across the different levels and stuff. And as you start um, progressing through the game, and if you pay attention to this computer that's talking to you and all the uh, things it's having you do and say, and um, it's crazy. Like, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that's interested in it, but it is extremely, extremely, like, just... Um, interesting and just how they go about incorporating the fact that all this is is a puzzle game and like this um kind of created puzzly world and how they correlate that to real life and like the human experience and the point of existence or anything like that and it's a fucking beautiful game one of my top three favorites and so like again 
I know people have played it. I know people um, might appreciate it. I know people, like, it's highly rated. But I don't feel like people... Like, we're going to fucking spend two hours, two, three hours talking about the Death Stranding story and all that shit. And it just doesn't hold a candle to how deep and meaningful, like, Talos' principal story was. And nobody's talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the one for me. Well, I know that on that indie uh, presentation that they just did for the Switch, the Talos principle was announced, and I don't remember what day it's coming out on, but I will definitely pick it up on there and give it a crack. Mm -hmm. God, it's good. Cool. And it's, I mean, it just, on top of all that, it has some of the smartest puzzles in it that you can find in video games. Cool. Um, cool. Cool. So, probably want to do a couple more. So, this one goes from uh, Death Palm. Says, what type of game genre would you want to see more of in the future? Examples: action, RPG, platformer, etc., etc., etc. So, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it would definitely be uh, 3D platformers. I was actually about to say that, like, within the last like three years, we've been seeing a resurgence—not like a big one, but like a healthy growth of like 3d platformers but coming back and i think mario odyssey has a super like a big flag holder in that regard and you had the ratchet and clank remake uh a while ago on the ps4 um and yeah. then that ukulele thing it's 2d but you know what i mean platformer and there's that new one uh uh super lucky's tale which the one on the switch looks fucking awesome i my girlfriend yeah, I played a little bit of it talking about getting that a lot um, yeah, I didn't realize that that game was actually not a remake of the Xbox One. It is a literal different game altogether. Yeah, from what I can tell, there's I think there's some of the same stuff, but right, some right, of it's right. different. I don't even know, but um, it looks uh, like to me. I just think like the three D platformer thing, like I feel like is what I really grew up on. Um, a lot of ones that were good, a lot of them that were bad, like everything from like mario 64 to you know mario sunshine to like shit like i ninja you and the sly cooper games and just all this other stuff like but to me it's just like when i think of video games for some reason that's just the first thing that pops to my head mm -hmm. is like the the 3d mask like mascot platformer um and i know that like just it was the most popular thing in the world for a while and then shooters took the limelight away from that but uh, the thing that's cool now is you're seeing so many cool indies do this because i think like you can it's just cheaper now to make a 3d platformer that would have cost millions and millions and millions of dollars to do on the ps2 but it would still it's still ps2 quality when it's coming out now but to me this is like a genre where it, it can look budget but still be fun um, like, like, like a, a like a hat in time is a good right? example of that. Oh yeah. Say what? I was gonna say a hat in time. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that soon. Yeah, uh, it's I on know. The Switch, I didn't realize. Yeah, the physical is on Switch too. I saw that um, at Best Buy. I was like, wow, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But in that, there's a, a new Psychonauts coming out soon. Like a bunch of cool shit, and I, I would just love for there to be more of that because it's just the shit that just makes me smile the most in games. Mm -hmm. Cool. What about you, Bert? Uh, let's say spaceship shooters like that dedicate themselves to specifically being that rail shooter and don't try to do anything else crazy. Like I miss Star Fox. Um, 
I just I those those games were always you know with if you dedicate your whole time into really making that experience flourish and don't worry about all this ground combat shit then uh it can it can be done really well there's um there's one I'm trying to remember what it's called hold on a second it's on the GameCube and I could see right oh it's PNO3 PNO3 yeah that's not a space shooter it's not a space shooter but it is it has some of the combat that you're talking about the rail yeah. shooter yeah flying that was combat. the original that was part of the original capcom 5 yeah with a uh, beautiful joe dead phoenix uh bat i don't know about no not that one but um i never played it because it was one of those obviously like i got like a game a year back then but yeah yeah i was that was one of the games like i was following so closely and looking forward to so much and then it just bombed i'll have to see if i still have it do you have a gamecube or a wii i do if I still have it, I'll mail it to you. You can try Hell it. Yeah. It's uh, it's fun. It. it is fucking hard. Yeah, that's it's tight. super hard. But um, uh, what about you, Hosey? I'd like to see um horror games that aren't based on you running away or feeling extremely underpowered. I would like to see the like the Dead Space style horror game action horror. or action horror, right? Like yeah, there's survival horror, action horror. Right. Survival horror is what I always equated, like having seven rounds and it takes ten to fucking yeah. kill somebody. Survival horror would be like condemned. Uh, so, in my but, opinion, yeah. What's interesting mm. to me about that is like, that's what a lot of people wanted it to shy away from. Like once Re- the Resident Evils like five and six came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like, and like even Dead Space three, which was, I, I mean, there wasn't as much horror, but like, that's what you know, adding more action killed. Like killed that. Uh, That's that why Resident franchise. Evil Seven. They tried going back to um, less like yeah. guns and explosions and shit. I I love like the action with the Resident Evil Four, the Dead Space, and and the reason why I bring up Condemned is because you pick up a shotgun, it has three bullets, but you can still fuck someone up in that game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I to me. Condemned doesn't really fit the survival horror because the survival part is not having the resources. In Condemned, there's a pipe everywhere that you can kill somebody with without really being scared. Okay, yeah. You can take off like five or six dudes just by blocking and fucking smacking them up and shit. Like, as opposed to Resident Evil, you genuinely might have three bullets for six fucking dogs, and you just have to figure it out. Right. So, I, that's the survival-esque part that I'm thinking of. I, I like the aspect of Condemn where, yes, it's scary, it could be overwhelming at parts, but it's not a situation where it's like, you better go hide until the guy goes away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, that's why people loved PT so much, is that it looked like something... That was reverting back away from all the action and stuff that's had sort of a resurgence back to Fatal Frame, back to the OG Resident Evil, Silent Hill, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see some more, and I think it's cool. Uh, the uh, we, we, we I forgot to mention this, but the Resident Evil Three Nemesis rema- uh, remake, like that's yeah, I'm excited. For that's it. gonna be cool. Like I'm I'm excited for. The style of Resident Evil Four horror. I would like. I would like that. because I, I thought that I was thought, that was a good blend yeah. there. It could. It was more actiony at certain parts, but I was still as a kid very creeped out by the game. 
Um, I yeah. thought it'd be funny that if they keep remaking them, they get around to Resident Evil 4, and it has tank controls instead of third person. <laughs> God, I would move with R2. That would happen. That'd be yeah. so fucking <laughs> horrible. Um, cool. So, um, does well, anybody have anything else about that? Because uh, we, we could probably put one more question in. That, and this is the one I've been looking at. I think we could. Uh, this will take. A well, minute. actually, before we jump into that, I have one that I wanted to. Uh, to throw your way, Hosian. Or okay. to all of us, but um just so like me from and Whittle Yeah, from Vatican did like an uh an AMA on Reddit the other day and a few people from like Discord jumped in and there was a a couple of people that asked questions there that Hosian I know you would have liked to been there to answer. So I just want to throw them out real fast. Um the first one was what's your fate out of the initial Silent Hill games? Like pretty much running up to I guess like three. Um like the team silent games, which one do you like? The, like which one do you vibe with the most? Uh, it's a it is, uh, it's a super hard close uh, pick between two and three. But I think as of recently, I've felt like I like three the most. Okay. Um, two. I the ending is cool. I don't know. I. I think when I was playing it, uh, like back in the high school days, uh, three for some reason, and I think it was like another thing with Metal Gear Solid Three. Like, it was like that. Like, I just want to get to the third game, and I don't know why. Like, something about it. Like, I, I think I like three as far as like polish. The story is good, and it's fucking scary. But in the same respect as um, fuck, what's that other game? Uh. I guess like Dark Souls three. It's it's still like, it's still hard, but it's also like a little bit more like, I can get into it more as far as like the story part goes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I would say I would say three, but that's a hard one because two and three are like up there. But, but yeah, that's that's weird. Bert, did you ever beat three? I only played two. Two is awesome. Yeah, yeah, two is the only one I played, and I barely played it. it. One one is also really scary, but the only reason why I don't give it. I don't give that one out of the first race because as a kid, I literally didn't could not understand how to move comfortably in that game. I did the controls were, were weird. So yeah, what uh anybody any other I had one other one. Um this was from an, a member on uh Espionage, uh, Never Stops on the Discord, Espionage uh, what was his name on there? It's either Never Stops Raining or just NSR. Yeah, that's him. That's uh that's Zoe. Okay, cool. He was saying, uh, if you were playing a fighting game where you can import a three-man team featuring any character from any video game created, <laughs> what's your dream team like? Oh, fuck. So, uh, three, a three-man, I guess, <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom style team uh, with from any video game ever. And you can give a serious answer or a troll answer. Any video game or any fighting game? Any video game ever created. <laughs> in all oh, caps. No, that's a hilarious question. Yeah. Okay, um, in like a in like a funny in like a cool sense, uh, like as far as like oh this is like a serious team. I would be it would be probably be Snake, uh, Kratos, and King from Tekken. That is a sick lineup. Yeah, that, that is like a straight up beast and scary. Yeah, that's a scary person uh, lineup of a uh, of game. But uh, what yeah. about you? Ah, oh, fuck me, I'm. The first thing that jumped to my mind was uh, 
the Bubsy Bubsy from uh, Bubsy One, the new model of Bubsy from Bubsy Two, and then the three D model of Bubsy from Bubsy Three D. <laughs> um, that was my first <laughs> thought. Uh, but I guess if I could pick from any video game ever and be serious, uh, I'd probably want uh, some version of Sonic. Um, probably. Oh, uh, definitely a Luigi. That, but Luigi from Luigi's Mansion, so he all his moves are based off of the vacuum. Okay. Every it's all focused around the vacuum and flashlight somehow. I don't really know what they would all be, but I think that would be fun. And then uh, the X Wing from Rogue Leader. <laughs> Put legs on it. It has one move. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Bert? I'd have to do my uh, roster for NBA Street. Okay, good. <laughs> which was, which was the Yeti, Bonafide, and Allen Iverson. Give me that, and I'll oh. be good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I had from the AMA. Posey, <laughs> so, what was your last question? Okay, so let me pull this up, cause. All right. So this one is from another one of uh, the Discord mods, uh, Maximilian. That's his username. Um, okay, this one's cool. I like this question. It says, you've made a friend who is brand new to gaming, and you want to get them a game that you feel best represents it like games to you. You can get them anything slash any special editions if you want, so don't think about availability or cost. What would you give them to start their gaming journey? So this Fuck. is somebody that has never played video let's, games. Let's pretend a guy came up to you and said, "I don't know what a game is, but I want to try it. I want to get into it today." Okay. Ooh. Mine's gonna be have to have to be some kind of like a 3D platformer. I mean, so I I, I answered it. this question kind of on the uh, on the Discord already, so I want I, I this was because I want to hear your guys' thoughts, but I said um, the Uncharted series. Be- Mario 64. Because um, I actually literally did do that with uh, Ted, one of our friends that lives here in town, Ted. He was mm-hmm. he kind of fell out of gaming for a super long time. Like He was playing like Golden Sun, like on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were roommates at some, at, at, you know, one time. And he was like, dude, I just want to like play video games. It's been so long. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to play. It's like all this, it gets... Like, it's overwhelming, you know? And I was like, okay, I want you to try this game out. The Uncharted, I had a collection, so I was like, they're already out for the most part, minus four. So if you like it, you're ready to jump into the next one and the next one and so forth. I The reason why I choose Uncharted series is because it is a very easy game to get into because it's like kind of like light, but also... The story's really fun, it's gripping, it keeps you moving forward, the shooting mechanics can be fun, there's platforming. But, the shooting mechanics can be fun if you can use two sticks at the same time, like most adults who have never played a video game cannot. I've never, I, think it's I don't still, really know many people who feel that way. And at least in my Do person. you know a lot of adults who have like never picked up a controller before in their life and then they do? Because I do. And a lot of people struggle on the twin sticks. Hmm. That's a good point. So that's that's like a part of the story, a part of the question that I'm taking into account of is somebody who has no experience whatsoever. And that's why 
Like, I guess I the reason I would say Mario 64 is because it is probably the most approachable video game I've ever seen before. Because, like, say, compare Mario 64 to Ocarina of Time. I, I pick a 3D one because, from what I've seen, like, a lot of people who've never played a video game before in their life, never looked at things like this before... They they have a problem with 2D video games or over the or sky over the sky view or whatever the fuck you call um, like di differentiating depth like uh, they don't know what is a cliff I can jump off of mm -hmm. what is a border what is a wall what is water what is this and uh, so okay Mario 64 versus Ocarina of Time the beginning of Ocarina of Time you have to like wander around and collect 40 fucking rupees Lord knows how you do that. And to buy a shield, and then you have to go through, you have to understand, yeah, there's a little sign, but you have to get to this little hole, crawl through it, and make your way around this puzzle, really, to find a fucking sword. And now you're ready to go to the fucking dungeon that, I can't imagine how much time it would take somebody to fucking do that. You come to Mario 64, and you're walking around in this beautiful courtyard and stuff, and then you're just having a fun time controlling this bright and shiny character. You could probably fucking entertain yourself if you're just that easily entertained for a long time in the courtyard alone so when you finally go in this big castle that you're you're starting facing the castle and it's so it's, it's you want to do it it's so enticing it's like i want to go check this out i want to go explore this when you go in there you have a lot of doors ahead of you that have numbers on them. You can't open them. Why can't I open them? This one doesn't have a number on it. I can go in there. There's only this painting. I walk up to it. It ripples. It has this. It seems to me... And even then, if you get in there, who cares if you don't get a star? You can explore. It, this feels like something I would instantly just be relaxed and want to explore. As opposed... I'm not shitting on your... Um, choice of Uncharted, but immediately on Uncharted, what is it? A bunch of pirates are attacking the boat. Now you have to learn how to play the game while people are shooting at you and attacking you. And dude, I just picked up a controller for the first time. <laughs> I might be thinking way into this question, I mean, there, but there, I'm there, thinking there, of there, all the pieces of the puzzle coming together. Right, and, and, and I like that you're going that far. With the Uncharted in that scene, the game like literally freezes until you are ready to press the buttons. So it's like, Here's how you do it. Now press X to jump, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I know I know exactly what you're saying. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a great um, one, too. That is a good one. Uh, I'm going Sonic 06, because gaming's not supposed to be for everyone, and we, you got to have the game that scares them away. <laughs> so uh, I'm going that's Sonic 06. Up, they know who Sonic is. People that's fucked up. Tom's, Tom's like, the first <laughs> it, game I'll get anyone into is, is, is this little game called EVE Online. You don't want to do this, my yeah. friend. You guys ever play Eve? Well, they get lulled into a, a false sense of security concept. with the nice oh, little whale God. level, right? It starts kind of fine, and then suddenly the city's falling apart. There's tornadoes. There's Big the Cat. You don't know why Big the Cat's there. There's a human that Sonic kisses. There, there's there's animal there's animal love. There's furry connotations. Um, for an actual answer, I would probably give them a. I'd probably give them Mario Odyssey. That's a good one too. So. Honestly. Uh, Much easier than 64. It, it's very easy. There's a camera that um, works. Camera that works. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was going to be a 3D platformer. Um, it's on a controller that isn't uh, designed for otherworldly being. Yeah. It, to me, the beginning of that game is just like... I have ha I, I've handed that game to people who uh, hadn't never played games, but like um, when I was in that band Forever Came Calling, the singer Joe hadn't played games in like 
probably like since he was an actual like small child, and he played like mm-hmm. six or seven hours of that game, of Odyssey, and you know he like dove right into it, and he was just like, "You can turn into a fucking T Rex. You can be a frog. Like what the fuck? Like he just like fell in love. It, with it, it like it like excited um, him, right? Yeah, it excited him. It made him like feel young and feel like a kid, but also it was like something that like he could eat. It wasn't like gated behind gamer shit, you know. Yeah, it's just. It makes sense. It's it it, it kind of definitely holds your fucking hand, but it's simple and fun. And like every time you do something, it feels just really exciting when you figure out how to do that thing. Yep, that's a, that is a fun game. It is a little yeah. easy, but I I think that's that's the point with like it introducing is. somebody to something like yeah. that for sure. That's cool. 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 I think so that was can, uh, the. Uh, I guess we've yeah. been recording for about a. Uh, two hours bert uh guys from when we do this podcast we have a little side chat and bert has just noted that he's about to piss in a jug so <laughs> we should probably so let him go bad, i so didn't what? want y'all to ask me something or something like that be like hey bert what do you feel about this and i'm just oh boy but i'm fucking hasn't seen guest in over 10 seconds oh wow we literally okay well guys we're gonna, lo- <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up because Ozean literally bailed on this <laughs> or his, right. compu- his brand new computer fell apart that's tight <laughs> so he's yeah, just uh, gone. speaking of the side chat the yeah. side chat has just alerted us that Hoseon um has uh, i they guess they disconnected but they haven't seen him in 10 seconds so he's just gone now well, so we'll remember him fondly bert yeah. uh bert runs the discord and runs the merch now so expect uh <laughs> So, um, <laughs> expect yeah, some Call got, of Duty merch dropping soon. We got our Death Stranding drop uh, episode coming up. We're going to talk about the 2010 to 2020 as a whole. There he is. I don't know what happened. Sorry, but they literally just booted me. No, we didn't get yeah. him back. He's fucking gone. No, he's gone. I'm just going to kick him real quick. That's oh, fine. I yeah, I don't um, even see him. All right. Well, we did. We told him we were gonna see him later and stuff, dude. So. Oh well, I, I Irish goodbye them. Whatever. <laughs> hey, dude. All right. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll we'll see you on a next new episode. Bye. Hopefully, yeah, see yeah, you later. Peace.